Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You know how fast you're going? What? How fast you're going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast, so if you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot, turn this off before you get butt hurt and mad, start to cry, have to run to your safe space. All opinions are those of the host and his guest, and do not reflect the opinions of any government agency. Welcome to Motor Cup Congress Podcast, I'm your host, the Iceman. Uh, we have a guest today. You know, he made the news recently here in uh, where we live at. And uh, he is a fireman, so we're going to be nice. We know how his cops are with firemen. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going <laughs> we're gonna to welcome this. Uh, he saved two lives on one call. So we're going to talk about it. That's why he made the news. So, uh we're going to introduce Mr. Uh, Firefighter Frank DeLucky. I am saying that right, right? That's correct, yep. And uh, we got him at the show here as a guest today. He probably don't know we Thank had sound. We probably didn't know we had uh, sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. All right. You want to uh, always ask some other questions. I guess I'll ask you some. You can't answer all of them. Because uh, you're not in law enforcement. Uh, what is your uh, favorite restaurant to eat at? Cause we know you firemen like to cook a lot, so we know you like to eat. <laughs> uh, I have a variety of them, man. Uh, with the family, I love going to Roost Chris once a year. I can't afford it on fireman's hour all the time. I to say, that's, high but, uh, dollar. that's some high-dollar <laughs> meals right there. <laughs> yeah. No, we uh, we kind of go to different places. We eat a little sushi here and there and uh, some barbecue and but uh, I don't think we really have a favorite. We go to Gaddy's Pizza. That's that's probably our place to go. Gaddy's Pizza. Now on duty, it, it just varies. Whatever whatever's cheap and and easy to get to for that day. Depends on how busy we are. <laughs> yeah, you never know how it's going to do. Exactly. 
what is uh your favorite movie? And I hope you don't say backdraft. So No, actually it's not. My favorite movie, oh, I didn't think about that one. I like all the classic Caddyshack and Top Gun and all those those movies right there. Those are my favorites. But uh anything with uh Joe Pesci in it. Yeah, I love quite, me some Joe Pesci. He's quite funny. It, well, you know what? I guess my favorite movie would have to be my cousin Vinny. <laughs> I've seen I've seen that yeah, one several <laughs> times. Several times. Oh yeah. So you know, uh, you've seen it a lot when you burn up the disc. Then <laughs> <laughs> wore it out, huh? If you if you said oh, yeah. you if you wore out the VHS tape, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gonna tell your age on it there. So you want? Oh yeah, big uh, time. How long have you been a firefighter? Uh, come July will be thirty eight years. You're not ready to retire yet. Not yet. I've got a few more to go. I'm going to do about another six years and go. I, I figure as long as I still love the job, I'm going to stay at it and and uh, do what I love doing, you know? And you said you, uh, you worked for the fire department in New Orleans. Yes, I was in. I started out I started out in Terrytown as a volunteer. I worked for Harvey Fire Department in Jefferson Parish, and then I worked in uh, New Orleans Fire Department before coming over here to Baton uh, Bat Rouge and Livingston area. So you... Uh you were on the West Bank over there. Yeah, I was on the West Bank, yep. I don't know about that. I graduated <laughs> from John Aaron, actually, over there. Oh, I graduated from West Jeff High School. So we were <laughs> I was down in Morero. Yep, I know Morero, down in the woods. Yep, I know that. <laughs> yeah, I was down in Morero, graduated from uh, John Aaron, went to college at uh, Delgado City Park. So we were running around the same area. Yeah, that will do you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, I knew Terry Town quite well because I, I dated this uh, girl when I was in high school down there. She lived on Daniel Street. Yeah. I know what Daniel. That's right down from where I grew up. Yeah, they had that. They said that K and B on the corner, and they had that gym right there yep. in front of it too. I think all that's gone yep. now. I, I, oh yeah, all that's gone. I do my best not to go to New Orleans area at all. <laughs> Even I do. From, I do the same thing. <laughs> my family's at. I don't go down there. Yep. Then you uh. So you started there, somehow ended up in this area? Yes, sir. And uh, I've been over here at uh, Livingston Parish Ford and Walker for about four years now. Nice. I nice. like it a lot. A little bit slower than New Orleans. I work huh? there. Oh, a little bit, just a tad. But, hey. Still pretty busy, but just a tad. We do about we do about anywhere about eight to ten calls a day at the station on that. Yeah, but, hey, I'm not saying, but when you get older... Not being quite as busy as a. It's a blessing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a blessing. You gotta make the young guys mad when you tell them that you don't care if you never make a fire again. They're like, I want them. Oh yeah, they. But, uh, that's like rookie cops, you know. They wanna. They're like, where's all the you know drive-by shootings, bank robberies, domestics, and all that stuff like that. And yep. A good They'll day, learn. A good day is like when you have. The only thing you have, you know, is. A, false alarm or you know somebody calling because of, you know the dog's shit in their yard or something <laughs> exactly exactly well this all started out uh you made several you made several news outlets the local news outlets around here in baton rouge area uh hell this one this one story i'm looking at right now was from wgno which is out of new orleans area <laughs> Really? I haven't seen that one. Yes, this one's from WGNO. It uh, says, donated tools in the memory of a local firefighter helped save two kids in Livingston Parish, is how it reads. Headline. Oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, okay. 
head time, you know. Nope. So I hope they clarified that. <laughs> they do farther down in the story. For the listeners that I'm talking about, we, he did save two kids, but uh, it was not uh, two uh, human kids. He saved two newborn baby goats that were in respiratory res- distress and were in need of oxygen. And the fire department uh, provided the assistant using pet oxygen masks. Are they actually like designed for pets or are they for something else and you they are them? they are they are the way the masks are designed is to fit over the snout or the snoot however you say it of the nose and the mouth of the animal so mostly we use them on dogs and cats um as far as i noted the first time it's been used on you know anything other than a dog or a cat baby goats but, uh right and yeah exactly we have different sizes for different size animals so uh but they yeah they are designed for animals specifically it says these were donated uh, mask in 2016 by a uh, the mother uh, Patty Abadie and her friend, right. her son, and memory of her son Brent Leonard. He was a junior firefighter right. in Central. I guess in he, Central he passed correct. away. For yes, sir, and I'm not sure of the uh, of the circumstances surrounding that. Um, and until recently, I didn't even know how we got them um, as far as they were donated. So that was a good a good story for me to, to become familiar with also. So it's great to have use of something and a memory of somebody that, that wanted to dedicate their life to the fire service, too, you know. Well, how, how was this, this call dispatched out to you when you got it? <laughs> um, the gentleman actually came to the fire station right before I was supposed to get off duty and um. He asked if he could borrow an oxygen bottle, which I told him we don't loan him out. And he told me what the problem was. He had a, a goat that was just born and was having difficulty breathing. And I said, well, let's take a ride over there. And um, he actually had the two of them. And uh, we gave him oxygen, checked to make sure they were breathing okay. And, and uh, it didn't take long. And all they needed was a little boost. And uh, they were doing fine. And uh, we kind of updated him a couple of weeks later, about a week later, went and looked at them. And they were still doing great. Uh, and um, as far as I know, right now they're still doing great. So they were it was, twin goats. Yeah, they were both. They were they were from the same. I guess I guess they call them litters. I'm from the city, so this was something new for me. Okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure what they they call them. They call them kids. Well, uh, I, don't, I don't know, but yeah. I think usually a, a goat only usually has one at a time. So maybe that's why they were a little having problems or something. Well, they uh, they were told me that they were premature, and they did say that the circumstances surrounding those goats usually they don't make it make it out alive so uh it was great to know that this actually had a a happy ending and they did name the goats uh the other firefighter that was there towards the end of the call was austin williams and um so they named the goats frank and austin in our in our uh in our honor (laughs) so so that was kind of cool in itself you know well for the listeners if y'all gonna want to see it they're I'll try. I'm gonna grab them and I'll try to put them on a Facebook page and uh, stuff like that. If you want to see it, they got uh one, two, three, three pictures of Frank here on this new story out of WGNO, or you can go check it out uh, yourself. Just go to WGNO out of New Orleans, and check for the story. But there's three pictures of you here uh, with a little oxygen mask and working on the little baby goats here. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I gotta say, uh, your eyesight must be like mine because you got your cheater glasses on. So, 
exactly. Exactly. Uh, my, my wife was a little upset because uh, I didn't bring one home to her. Uh, but she quickly got over it when we went to visit them. So it was, it was all good after that. Well, the the, the people that uh, the goats belong to own a business in town. And yeah. uh, from what I understand, they actually uh, have been bringing them to their business and keeping them in little playpens and stuff like that so they can keep them yeah um yeah. it's uh a bear specialty meats uh matt a bear and his wife um and uh they were very good about it and they did say they're bringing them over there because they keep them on the heat lamps and they still need a little a little help getting getting their nourishment and their food and everything so i think until they're completely out of the woods they're going to keep an, a close eye on them <laughs> until everything's really good with them you know i wonder if they're gonna they're gonna keep them as pets. I wonder. Are they gonna? Are they gonna eat? They have. Them? I I don't think they have. Uh, they have a pretty good farm out there. Want to saw it? Um, yeah, I mean the goats, the the turkeys, and all. But I don't. I don't. I didn't ask that question, so I, I don't know. I don't think I want to know. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, no, you don't know if they're gonna eat Frank later, do you? Exactly. <laughs> if they do, if they do, I hope they eat Austin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably keep them as pets, I think. But yeah, I, I know where these people uh, reside at, and they, you know, they're animal lovers and stuff like that. They might own a meat market, yeah. a meat market, but they do love animals. And always, <laughs> oh, yeah, they're, they're great. They really are great. They love animals to to pet and have as pets and to eat them also. So, yeah, I love to eat animals too. <laughs> I love, I love good, good, good uh, baby back ribs. That's my favorite. Just not going to know uh, a goat roast in there time soon. No, nah, I don't think I'll ever. I've never tried. I don't think I'll ever eat goat. I, I, I just can't can't do it now. <laughs> I, I, I've tried goat one time in my entire life. Uh, they roasted it like you do a pig, you know? You know yeah. The whole pig. And I tried it because I'll try most things once at least. I, uh, it, I was not a fan. Of, uh, no, it the, taste go- good. the goat meat. No, yeah, it I, was know, not- I know goat cheese and all of that, you know. But I mean, I know that's not, you know, you don't I think that's out of made out of goat milk. Though. Yeah, out of goat milk. Yeah, I guess that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. But like, I'm not a big fan of goats. Uh, I know yeah. my wife wants some of them little baby goats because she says they're just so cute. I thought if that's, I get- that's what my wife wants. I want if I get goats, I want a couple of them fainting goats. That's what, <laughs> that's what she wants. We have a, we have some German shepherds, and I said I could see every time if we had a fainting goat. Every time they would go out, they would just faint. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't you know, know. have you ever been around or seen the fainting goats? I don't think I've seen them in person. I have seen them on on you know, seen what they do and all, but I don't think I've ever seen them in person. You know, yeah, they are. My wife says she's like, you can't get a fainting goat because she thinks they hurt themselves when they fall down. And if anybody's uh, listening, uh. Has never seen fainting goats before. Go online and just just look it up. I think they got them on you know all the you know social media sites. Just type in fainting goats and what is it's yeah. there? It's their defense mechanism when they they get scared they just freeze up and they fall over like they're dead. It, it's it's <laughs> it's the most hilarious thing ever. I had some Kinda like uh, a possum. Yeah, and uh, I had some buddies. LSU used to have like. They, I don't know if they're studying or breeding them. LSU uh, veterinary area or whatever agriculture. They used to have a big, big field of them, and had some buddies that uh, way back in the day when uh, they were on duty at night. They would run up there if they were in their squad car, and it would be like at midnight, 
and they all the goats would just be standing out there and they'd hit their siren and all of a sudden it was like dominoes. These goats would just start falling out of the damn place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think fainting goats are amusing. Unfortunately, I'll there, I, I heard that every time they do that, they're like having a seizure. You know, <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't know how true that is. I don't know. It's, it might be so, but they're it's quite, just pretty cool. I, I know. Funny. I know when we retire, we want to get a little farm and have a bunch of things. And I know that's one of the things my wife wants to get a few goats. So I don't know if we'll have the faint ones or not. I want ones that are going to, you know, kind of be awake all the time. You know, <laughs> I, I probably won't get but, that. I want a camel. A camel. A camel. Yeah, I just want. I wanted my own. Hump Day Camel. I wanted to call him Humpy McCumperson, and I'm not joking. I really did. You can buy one hump camel for for like I don't know two grand. Now two hump camels, two hump camels are like way more expensive, like like maybe twelve thirteen thousand. So you get one hump pretty cheap. I don't well, know. You probably pay by the hump. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just like well, I would imagine you save on water too. You don't have to give me water all the time. You know? But I wanted a camel. I would, the wife, Bam said, "I can't. I'm not. Can't have a camel." I'm like, "Well, you can't have baby goats in." <laughs> Tit for tat, huh? That, correct. So you, <laughs> I know we talked about. Uh, you want to talk about some of your? Uh, since we already know you're a hero in the goat community. <laughs> there, <laughs> I know you got to have some. It's thirty plus years in in the fire industry. Uh, I know you have some funny stories. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's uh, like I said, I was I was born and raised in a city life. So, you know, when I first came around here, uh, I made a fire a couple of years ago around around uh, in a walk area off of, um, off of Buddy Ellis. And after the fire was out, you know, went next the guy that was there, you know, interviewed him how it happened, this and that, and everything. How I found out about the fire, and he said he was out walking his cow. And playing frisbee with his cow, a playing catch with his cow, and I looked at him. I'm like, "What? Say that one more time. I think I misunderstood you." He said, "I was taking my cow for a walk. We were, we were throwing, playing fetch." Okay, I just thought it was crazy. But a uh, little while later, we're all sitting there taking a break, and the cow comes walking up to us, and he called out the cow's name, which I don't remember what it was, and he told the cow to sit, and the cow sat. I'm like, "Okay, I'm a believer." I, you know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> when you think you've seen it all, it's like, okay. Kyle told him there was a fire, and there was a fire. Sure enough, you know. Because this was but, a uh, pet cow, I'm assuming. This is a pet. He, he had, he's taken a cow, he had it on a leash, taking it for a walk, and playing catch with it. He ended up playing fetch. So I'm like, I, I've never seen them. I mean, it's hard enough to get a dog to play fetch, much less a cow. Yeah, you know? I know, right? But uh, it's... You know, you see things like, I mean, we had a guy one time got his head stuck in a dresser drawer. I didn't ask him how. I, I don't say, know well, if I well, wanted why, to know What was how. the purpose of sticking his head inside of the dresser drawer? He, he fell down, and his head got stuck in a drawer. I don't know how. I, I mean, to this day, I can't fathom how his head got stuck in a drawer. Did, you his, know, wife, was, did his wife call it in and said, my husband's got his head stuck in my drawers? <laughs> She, I'll be honest. I don't know how I got called in. I didn't ask. He was the only one there. That's you know, it was just a. It was just like we just tore the dresser apart to get him out. I mean, you know, nothing else. Just get the jaws and, of life. Yeah, exactly. You know, just a hammer and say, "Hang on, dude. Here we go." But uh, you know, I, I like to, I like to have fun with patients. You know, when you, you know, they, you know, they always hear just like with police officers. You know, people call you when it's the worst day of their life going on. You know, 
So it's like when we have patients, I like to talk to them and, and make them laugh and try to lessen the situation a little bit and calm them down, you know. And, and uh, you know, we get calls from people that are, you know, they're falling on the ground and need help getting up, stuff like that, you know. I'll lay on the ground with them look at the seal and ask them, what you looking at, man? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and just kind of. Just kind of get in line with him, you know. And one lady says she was getting a chance. She thinks she missed. I said, oh, I'm sure you missed. You're on the floor. <laughs> but uh, it gets, you know, we don't get a whole lot of, a whole lot of recognition. And you guys know the same thing. You know, we don't get a whole lot of, rec- a whole lot of recognition. That's not why we do it. But uh, it's, it's fun when you get somebody to thank you for something that you really don't think you did a whole lot. But for them, it's a whole lot, you know. Well, uh, to me, the goats, you know, I didn't think the goats <laughs> were that big of a deal. And look where it's at oh yeah i mean it's, it's all over i mean the news areas i mean well i was i was messing with my stepson he uh the phone rang one the other night late at night and it was uh like nine o'clock i saw it with the blood bank i didn't answer the phone and he asked me a question about it i said well yeah i'm, I'm gonna do a, a podcast you know and um i said but I'm wait. I was waiting for you heard of 2020. I mean, uh, Good Morning America goes. Yeah, I said that was them just now. I just didn't answer the phone. Why didn't you answer the phone? <laughs> and I just, I just couldn't go on. I was going to mess with him, and I just said, "Well, I'm waiting for ABC News to call." You know? <laughs> just being funny with it, you know. But uh, we got a lot of good guys around the department, and, and um, a lot of good things happened. I guess I was just lucky enough to be caught in the spotlight, you know. And a lot of these guys should be caught in a spotlight every day, you know, for the, for the different things we do. Well, at least at least uh, people like firemen. People yeah, well, I don't know. Late, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it depends on the neighborhood you go in, I guess. Some of us don't like us too much, and it's just like police officers, you know. And uh, and uh, we got to – that's something like in, uh, in Walker, man. We, we work with Walker PD fantastically, you know, the LPSO. Um, well, what we about, go on great. What about when uh, – I know you've had that happen. Uh, do, do y'all carry the Narcan or is it just the ambulance? We people? do. No, we, we carry Narcan, yeah. Well, so, so you know, because you know, I, I haven't, you know, I don't Narcan people, but I've been around enough that, you know, the person's basically dead laying there. Yeah. So you Narcan them and you get them to come back to life because if you didn't, they would most likely just finish continuing towards their you right. know, go towards the light moment or whatever right. <laughs> and uh you narcan them and they come back but now they're pissed off because you fucked their high up right <laughs> yeah they, they they're not exactly happy with you you say hey look and then, again i like to mess with love. no thanks are necessary you know and then they get really mad at you because they don't think they did anything but uh it's like most of the time they have their own narcan <laughs> you know it's a, this is my first time. Maybe you should find another line of enjoyment, okay? Yeah. This ain't working right You now. need a new hobby. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, when you got a stash on the side, it's, it's, something's wrong with that, you we, know? But, uh... We got working in the please, world, Just should have got a whole bunch of the... the homeless people on with the drugs and the ODing and just... You work the French yeah, Quarter good. area, Bourbon Street? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't remember at the time. This is back in the '90s. I don't remember at the time what the the main thing was, but I know coming up here, like Mojo was bad for a while. And well, '80s and '90s was crack. In, <laughs> yeah, it, well, yeah, that's true. No, we, that we, was mostly crack, in the French though. Quarter. Well, mostly in the French Quarter, we had to deal with drunks. You know, I mean, no, not New Orleans, not drunks. You kidding me? Just, just, just a couple, <laughs> <laughs> just a few. 
Yeah, it was. It was. That was definitely enjoyable. It was definitely definitely some sights to see. Well, I tell anybody. I tell some friends. You know, they come down. People are like that's never been there. I was like, man, I want to go to Bourbon Street. I said, if you want to experience Bourbon Street or just the smells of it, just go inside of a porta can because it smells <laughs> what it smells like. It smells like piss and shit. With a little, oh yeah, it, with a little mixture of fried food. I mean, every morning you see them on the front walks, hosing down the you know front of the stores, all the all the urine and everything else that uh, vomit and yeah. everything else that's there. You know, it, it does. It's just got that smell to it. <clears throat> yeah. So tell us, I'm not a big Mardi Gras fan, but I mean, you know, that's that's uh, big and no, working done. in the French Quarter during Mardi Gras. Oh Lord, I've been like that. I. <laughs> I had my fair share. Anybody who wants to go to Bourbon Street during Mardi Gras, make sure you put all your valuables in your front pocket of your sock. Don't put anything in your back pocket because you're going to get pickpocketed because you're mm. getting herded down the street like cattle. Oh, yeah. You, you can't move. People are all up against you. And I mean, it, it's it's not fun. I mean, you got to plan an hour ahead when you think you may have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Just, just try to get the way you're going. And then I mean, we can barely get down the street in a fire truck, you know? And then when you get to where you're going, you better pay them money because they ain't there using the bathroom for free. Oh, yeah, no. Everything's a buck. I mean, everything everything costs something. Yeah. Especially during Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. You talked about a story earlier today We when we talked a little bit ago. You weren't sure if you could tell it on here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> I told you this is not terrestrial radio. You can say it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, evidently um, people used to like to put tubes in their butt, you know, and, and uh, put a gerbil down there and, and kind of give them a, a sexual gratification. And this one particular time, the gerbil died. So it uh, it was kind of a, a sight to see him sitting there with a... Uh, with a two, you know, piece of plastic sticking out of his butt with a dead gerbil in him, you know. <laughs> He's like, can you cover me up? I'm embarrassed. Oh, next time you won't be doing that. Well, stop <laughs> sticking animals up your butt in tubes. You don't have to worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. And you might want to think about going to, uh, what was that one of them, gastrologists? Uh, yeah, because, yeah, I mean, gastro- you killed that gerbil. <laughs> Whatever's up in there killed that gerbil. <laughs> Exactly. Something's okay. going on, man. You, know, you got something going on in there. Now, I don't know if you were involved with it or nothing. I heard that. I heard there was a, a call recently in this area out here. I'm not for sure, sure what district or is it, but they said uh, of a older man in his 70s that uh, kind of ended up with a dildo broke off in his butt. And the suction cup was still like on the uh, coffee table or something, and the dildo was in his butt. Uh, I heard about it. I was not on duty for that. Okay, um, I was just. I, 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 I really don't know the details of it. No, okay. I, I didn't know if you knew details. And, no, and and yeah, I heard about it, but I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I didn't hear about okay. any details of it. I heard what you just told me is exactly what I heard. Well, well I was told that. Uh, he he said the reason that he was doing this is because when he gets constipated, it helps uh, loosen. I'm like, that just sounds like bullshit to me. You just got caught, you know, doing yourself a, <laughs> a suction cup because usually don't. I think 
they call that like in prison they call that packing your shit not unpacking it so (laughs) (laughs) but how i I don't know i mean i I would never be in that situation because i'm just not going to do that to myself but i'm not calling anybody (laughs) i'm sure not going to call anyone to that i would walk on my hands if i had to to the hospital before i called and said hey yeah i mean it's an emergency i got a a dildo stuck in my butt and i can't get it <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna leave that alone. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not even going anywhere with that. Well, it's just like your hamster guy. I mean, well, I guess y'all have to transport yeah. him be, uh, belly down, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> belly down, butt in the air. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I guess that was the embarrassing part. Yeah, I mean, we just to take a little paper sheet and cut a little hole in it. But. Yeah, exactly. Like a smokestack. <laughs> I just the the poor gerbil. I feel sorry for the gerbil. I know, right? Those little cute little animals. It's got to be a horrible death dying in somebody's asshole. (laughs) I know. I've I've never heard of that until then, you know. But I mean, like you said, I mean, poor gerbil put being put through that. Don't you ever have weird calls when people did something like having sex or something with each other? I had one one time when these people like. He handcuffed his wife to the bed and realized they didn't have a key to get open the handcuffs, and they had to call us to get them out. Yeah, I've never had anything like that before. I mean, we, you know, we always have the, the people stuck in a bathtub and stuff like that, you know, but it's... Stuck in a bathtub. Uh, that must have been some big people. Yeah. Like, well, like, I'm saying stuck, like, slipped and fell in the bathtub, or, or you know, when somebody... It's, it's always, when somebody falls, it's always between the tub and the toilet. <laughs> it's never anything easy, you know? Oh yeah, everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, it's, um, it's like let me tell you what the naked people I've seen are none of the naked people that you want to see. Yeah, usually no. It's not like you, you know what walk- I mean, like <laughs> like some of those calls. You know, I mean, I still got, I guess I still got a. Uh, every time I turn around, I think I've seen it already. There's something else that pops up, like the goats or the, you know, the the cow playing fetch or something like that. So, you know, the handcuff thing. I mean, I'm not ruling it out. You never know. <laughs> You ain't, you ain't no cats and trees or nothing lately, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People really call oh, yeah, y'all with that? Yes, they do. They Whenever they don't know what to do, they call us. We we got a call from uh, a big beehive under a porch. Um, you know, the cats in the trees, a bird in a tree. You know, well, oh, a, yeah, a, that's a, what a bird's supposed to be. A bird <laughs> in a tree. Well, it was, it was one of those, I guess, the parakeet or, what, or the, um, the macaws or whatever that are, they had their birds clip, the wings clip, rather. How'd it get and up? And it got there? out. Well, they, they could fly a little bit. They just can't go distances when a bird was in a tree. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes we'll cli- climb up the ladder, but you definitely want to have your gear on with those cats, you know. But we'll use a hose line sometimes, and, I mean, we'll <laughs> kind of walk them down to branches, and every once in a while you might miss and hit the cat or the bird, and they come down, you know, but. We always tell people, well, you never see skeletons of cats in a tree. No. They're going to come down. Yeah. You know? I tell but, people all the time the cat went up there. It'll come back now. Stop messing yeah. with it. I mean, we had a lady tell us one time, well, my dog's right here trying to get it down. Or, well, you think that's the reason why he went to be up there? <laughs> why well, he went up the damn tree in the first place. How about we take the dog away and, you know, and put a can of cat food there and maybe it'll come down? <laughs> so, yeah, Malnutrition or something. It's coming down one way or the other. But yeah, we do cats in the trees, man. It's uh it's uh we we get called for snakes, cats, I mean everything. Like I said, if they don't know who to call, they call us. Not like Ghostbusters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I said a long time ago, you know, when we talked to kids and all and 
I said, look, every day, and it's the same thing with the police department, every day is different. You don't know what's going to happen. No, that's true. That's, that's, that's one reason that's, I would change that's the my enjoyment. Yeah, I told somebody one time, I mean, I think I was talking to them. I forget what type of job they did, but uh, they made very good money at them. I'm like, I, I feel I could not do your job. Not because I physically couldn't do your job or mentally couldn't do it. Is you do the same exact thing every single day. When you go right. to work every day, you know exactly what you're going to be doing. I don't know what I may be doing. Exactly. Every single day. Some days may be exciting. Some days may be boring. But it's not going to be the same exact thing. It's going to be different every single day. And I just don't know if I could do a mundane routine job just where I do the same exact thing every day. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, and and like I thought you were going to say something else. Like, you know, I've had policemen say, I would never do your job for anything. And we say the same thing. I'm never doing your job. Y'all are crazy. (laughs) I said, fire don't shoot back at us. (laughs) You know, well. I guess it depends on if there's, you know, bullets and all in there. But for the most part, fire don't shoot back at us. We're good. Well, the bears you work in out here, I mean, most of them houses you go to, <laughs> most likely got bullets in them. This is true. This is true. That. Yeah. It's uh, a different, different situation out here. I put out a house fire one time. Uh, Did you? Yeah, I was in a subdivision, uh, a big subdivision. We, me and this guy were out uh, it was a long, long time ago. We were... I was out running radar, and uh, this lady comes up and says, I think this house is on fire. And we go up there, and the house was on fire. The the This woman had set some boxes or something on fire on the back of her house. Well, it had caught the outside of the house and the violent side on fire. So we run in, make sure everybody's out the house. Of course, we called for the fire department. And, uh, yeah. Made sure everybody was out of the house and we clearing the house. But I, I know... While we were clearing the house, make sure the the fire in the back was hot enough where the windows would explode, so it wasn't just like it was just smoldering. <laughs> right. Yeah. But between <laughs> between some using up a whole bunch of fire extinguishers and some water hoses, by the when the fire department got there, the only thing I couldn't reach, and they still got it, they had some still up in the attic, some embers they were able to get out. But uh, like I said, if I we wouldn't have done what we did, the house would have probably been gone. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, we we had that all the time where the police officers show up first and and uh. I did get we used smoke. to make a joke. <laughs> I got smoke inhalation, <laughs> and it wasn't fun. I mean, it was painful. I did have smoke smoke inhalation going oh, on that, there. It was, that sucks. All the smoke sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it did not feel Definitely. good at all. My chest was killing me for days. Well, we used to make a joke. You know, we'd say like, you know, if you want to look for a fire hydrant, just look for the police car because they park right in front of it. <laughs> so we but it's just, just funny just yeah, we, we, it. yeah exactly you know here it is right here you know but it, we're, we're fortunate like i said we get a lot of help from walker pd and lpso we get calls and all you know hey, well. they, I, and i tell them i said you know y'all do this because y'all secretly want to be a firefighter i get it i'm not going to say anything i'll be quiet about it but we know you want to do this instead watch out now <laughs> i saw them tiktoks where the cops would go by the fire station about two o'clock in the morning and just like beat their air horns outside just make sure y'all okay <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. if y'all, we gotta be up y'all gotta be up so like, just checking on where, you well they know where the good food's at so you know i mean <laughs> that's where it is you know yeah but you gotta watch out if you give the cops the code to the door because you might cook, get a call, and come back, and your food's gone because they're not coming. <laughs> while you're exactly. They've ate it all. Shit. 
it's all gone. Oh, yeah. I'm, I believe most, I don't know any areas where the firemen and cops just don't get along pretty much with each other. They give each other, each other crap, but I just don't even think where they just really dislike each other. No, nah, it's, it's every once in a while you get one of each on either side of it, you know, but I mean, for the most part, like you said, you know, we, we go back and forth and mess with each other and everything else, you know, but I mean, like we used to tease and we could tell the new cop from the rookie or the rookie cop from the, the veteran cop because he's all pressed and clean and shiny shoes and, you know, it's like, dude, really? <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, yeah. Well, but, being a motor cop, I, I don't wear my motor boots as much, but. You know, I know sometimes you know, I, it'd be just after a fresh boot shine and everything. Next thing I know, they sent me to a crash, and I'm slopped full of mud now. Pissed off. <laughs> it's all get out. Now, long time ago, this was over 20 years ago. The was it? It's probably uh, the one you work for now. Used to be mostly all just back when it was almost all completely volunteer. Yeah, when it was a volunteer department. Nah, it's a whole lot different now because when it was a total volunteer department, I I had right. some I had some issues with some of the personnel they had there. Uh, there was a fire chief out there uh, way back. Well, I'm not gonna say no names or nothing, but uh, yeah, he he thought he was the boss of everything. I got a call for a crash one time, got there. One of the cars had caught on fire. Fire department had showed up right around the same time they put the car. Next thing I'm sitting there, I'm working on my stuff, you know, letting the fire people do their stuff. Next thing I know, a tow truck shows up behind me. I didn't call a tow truck. I said, oh, don't tell me. <laughs> I looked at the tow truck driver. I said, what you doing here? I called to come pick that burnt car. I said, oh, really? I said, and who called you? And this fire chief happened to me standing there. Well, I called him. I looked at the tow truck guy. I said, you can leave. Send him the bill. <laughs> I said, fire department don't call tow trucks. I call tow trucks when I'm ready for it. They kind of looked at me. I said, I'm not joking. You can send him the bill. And I gave him his name. And I said, so you can leave now. Make sure the cops call you next time, not the fire department. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> like, and, uh, there was another incident where uh, I had, I was working night shift and uh, we got a, uh, they had a call and they sent me to it of a, a heavy lift call. Uh, uh, it was a stroke patient or something. I don't remember. This is like I said, 20 something years ago. It was a big man. He was about 6'3, probably he was a good 260 or so or heavier. He had fallen out of his bed and he had a home health nurse there, a woman. She nurse. She couldn't get him up by herself. So I get over there and I called this batch. I was like, okay. I said, oh, y'all got the fire department route. Like I said, this this is just totally when it was totally volunteer fire department, no pay. Yeah. That I don't know of, you know. I said, y'all had the fire department around. Well, we uh, we called. They, they're not coming. I said, excuse me? She said, they said they're not coming. I was like, okay. So me and this little bitty nurse picked this grown-ass man up off the floor and put him in back in the bed. 
the best way we could because I didn't want to hurt this man. I mean, he's obviously yeah. he has medical issues now. Got him back in the bed. Got him, you know, where he was safe. So I, I left, you know, after doing this. So, so I'm I'm pretty, you know, you can imagine how pissed off I am, right? Yeah, well, definitely, yeah. Uh, I'm human, especially, you know, I'm I'm probably about 27 years old at the time. So, and, and I was a, I was a lot more of a hothead back then than what I, than what I am now, my 50. And as I'm leaving, I'm going down the road, but they we got another call. It was a come out as a, a one car uh, crash. Get there, it was really more of a one car ran off of the road and got stuck in some people's front yard. Well, when I roll up on it, I have two fire trucks and about 16 El Caminos with with $2,000 worth of lights in them. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I got volunteer firemen everywhere. And I roll up, get up, because I'm going to have to work this now if, it's, if I need to work a crash. I'll get out and I'll look. And they got a. This is state highway. They got they got a whole lane blocked and everything else. And there were fire trucks and El Caminos and you know with their dogs and their three kids in the back with wife beaters on and stuff like that. I get out, walk over there, and I mean nobody's hurt. I'm looking at the driver and this and that. I mean, well, this uh, this same fire chief that uh and his assistant chief happened to be there, the same one I had issue with uh. This this was before I had issues with him before. And uh I looked at him, I said, uh, everybody all right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked at him and said, well, Why don't you move that damn fire truck out the roadway so the traffic can clear and he's looked at him, Well, I said, if you don't move it, I said a tow truck will get it. And uh the assistant chief looked at me and said, Well, I don't appreciate how you're talking to my men. And my exact words were I don't give a fuck what you appreciate, but if you don't get out of my face, I'm going to put you in jail, and I'm going to tell your fire truck. So <laughs> he got out of my face. Then uh, the chief happened to be there, and he's like, I said, so uh, do we not help people? We had that uh, heavy lift on such and such a road, and uh, we got you know 30 people out here for a car in a ditch, but we couldn't get somebody to help a uh, handicapped man on floor. Well, you know. That man, you know, falls out of bed all the time and, you know, and, and we're a bunch of volunteers and uh, that's not our job. I said, excuse me? I said, are you telling me the, the your job is not to help people? I thought that was your main job because that's what my main job is in law enforcement is to help yeah. people. And I thought that's what, you know, being a fireman's about. Well, well, we're, you know, we volunteer. Well, if you don't want to do it, then stop volunteering. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought. I said, stop volunteering. Quit. quit. You're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Quit. I said, because that's what you're here for. Right. Like I said, thank God. When that man finally, I think he got removed. When he got removed and they started moving forward, it, we, it was like we could have threw a party because I was not the only law enforcement person that uh, <laughs> hated him. Because I got, of course, he called. He, he called my big, big boss and uh, complained because I, threatened to put his assistant chief in jail and tow his fire trucks and they my boss asked me and i'm like yep sure did say that and i told him why and i told him how they didn't want to come go help the old man and i told him i'd do it again and that's basically how that one ended because yeah my big big boss didn't like this man either but uh like i said now like I said, i'm not dog like now 
both of the departments in this area uh, are like 10,000 times what they used to be. And I'm not talking oh. on any volunteer fire departments, but yeah. they have, y'all are have full-time firefighters now there but the training's better and in, in everything and y'all still, I know you still have volunteers but the training and everything is so much more professional and better than 20 plus years ago appreciate that yeah we got some good people in place you know and, uh we got hopefully got some things coming up we got a millage coming up in april and uh we're hoping that passes and we got a lot of good plans for that hiring more people building things and you know just getting a whole lot of new equipment and a lot of big plans for that, you know? Well, I don't think the general public realizes how much these fire trucks cost. No, and uh, we're actually, uh, you know, over the next few months, we're going to do what we can to educate people um, about what we do, how we do it, what we need, stuff like that, and just how, how big that area has grown, and we need to grow with it, you know, and hopefully they'll see that. And um, like I said, we you know, we, we, we have a good we have uh good people in the parish or in a, in our area and um you know for the most part we get along real good with them so hopefully that'll, that'll go a long way yeah i mean what, what what's a regular uh pumper uh, oh it, it depends on what you get but i mean you're looking at six figures anywhere anywhere up to about you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars or or more now, i know the you ladder know, trucks the ladder trucks are what over half a million dollars or something they're, like that. they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're 500 to a million yeah they're, they're expensive yeah, I mean, I know the equipment is extremely expensive. No, we have. People don't realize we cover over 220 square miles. We uh, we cover a third of Livingston Parish. So we cover from Denham Springs, uh, Walker, Port Vincent, French Settlement. You know, we, we cover Watson. We cover a whole whole bunch of places, you know. And places that he's talking about, I'm familiar with the mayor, are very extremely populated areas and, and just – getting bigger and bigger and bigger with people they're putting in subdivisions in these areas like like you would not believe like mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm not talking about i'm talking you know subdivisions with you know five six hundred houses or more in them. hundreds of acres they're clearing out yes yeah, it's, it's nothing for us to make a house fire with maybe four or five people which is, is not safe but that's what we have and we're hoping to expand on that but uh we have 10 stations right now. We're supposed to be building 11th one sometime soon. And uh, it's, like I said, we're getting bigger and bigger in the area. We need to grow with it. Yeah, the problem is population is going up, but your money's not. Exactly. Exactly. But they, they expect the same we're amount of service. On that. <laughs> right. Exactly. And we're hoping to educate people on that and let them know that. Because, I mean, they... I mean, now especially, it's not a good time for taxes and things like that. I mean, people are paying for everything more and more every day the costs are going up on everything. So, but it, you know, so you just basically roll the dice and hope that they see what we see and, uh, know that we need to continue to get funds to keep the protection that we have and, and enhance the protection that we give, you know, we'll oh, yeah. always be there, but we just want to do it better. Now yeah, we can thank uncle Joe for that. Do what? <laughs> so y'all can th- we can thank uncle Joe for everything costing more right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, I don't see it getting any better. I don't think anybody sees it getting any better. Well, he'd say, like, oh, well, it's an artist in my, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a corn pop. He just did a whole speech. That's a Joe Biden speech right there. Just, just that was a quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Just, but hopefully, get better. And I know you, you fireman, y'all are like us. You, uh, you know, you work, you have your full time job, and then you're working extra, uh, either doing ex- working at different stations for overtime or side gigs and stuff. Y'all do. I, I know a lot of firemen that do, uh, they work at for one department and then moonlight at another department for their extra money. Yeah. Um, up until. I was actually working for East Bend GMS for for a while, and I I just recently resigned from there. And during the summertime, um, just been doing that for too long. But uh, I was actually working overtime the day the the, the goat rescue took place. That's not my normal station. So, um, but uh, yeah, we almost all firefighters and police officers too. You know, we do the side jobs, Wish make I, ends meet. I knew this guy that worked for. You. Mm-hmm. EMS over I wish I could remember his name. He might be retired. He's an older guy, tall, skinny. Uh, God, I wish I could remember that dude's name. When I said we weren't real close friends. We, I mean, I knew him in passing and talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went on a, a trip on a motorcycle trip one time, and he had a motorcycle. And I think he was there. I don't remember his name. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've got a bunch of good guys, guys and girls over there. We just were you getting out on making that many calls. Were you working there when they were doing? Well, I guess both. I mean, when New Orleans, they had to with that night watch thing going on. I, I was working there, but I was not part of the crew. I was, uh, I was actually uh, the amount of time they needed. It was mostly night stuff and all, and I didn't really work uh, work nights. I worked straight uh, strictly days. And then I think they did some in Baton Rouge for a little bit. Yeah, it was Battery GMS they did it, and uh, the fire department was involved in it as far as some of the calls they made and stuff like that. So you could have been a superstar. <laughs> Do what? You could have been a, a TV star. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I actually didn't want nothing to do with that. I mean, like I said, there was a lot of stuff going on with that, and I didn't have the time to commit to it to even try out for it. So I, I, I don't I don't like being in the limelight that much. No, you well, I'm kind of like, even though I do podcasting and everything, when I see news cameras, I usually walk the opposite way. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> <I'm>, I try to. <laughs> this, uh, but when you only have four or five people on a scene, it's kind of hard to avoid that, you know? Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I've been on the news a couple times, and like, somebody says, I saw you on the news. I'm like, shit, where was that camera? <laughs> yeah, Because usually, usually if I see a camera, I'll go stand in the, behind the direction it's pointing. I know some guys say they they love the limelight with it, but yeah, they got some that love being on there. I mean, I'll you know if I'm asked to do it, I'll talk to them, but I'd rather give it to somebody else. Well, I had one time in my career that uh, I forget, I forget what it was. I don't even forget what call it was. I didn't even think it was that important. But uh, the sheriff called me and said, "Look, some I forget. I think it was a news. I think it was a newspaper. Yeah." It was a newspaper. He said, this newspaper's going to be calling you. Go ahead and talk to them. Because just kind of like him, we have public information officers. We're told, you know, it's in our policy procedure. If a news outlet comes to you, say, go go talk to the sheriff or the public information officer. Well, they, they called and told me to talk, give them a statement, talk to them. So I did. But that was right. only one time I've had to do that. So, And it was kind of weird reading, you know, my own quote in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and hopefully they get it right. <laughs> yeah, well, you definitely need to be careful when uh, 
you're dealing with news media people because they'll take, mm-hmm. you know, what you will say and twist it into, you know, or, or edit it or, you know, leave a part out or something like that to make it more interesting. Yeah. To twist it. Yeah, I do not do, <laughs> I do not do that. I don't podcast. I consider, even though a lot of uh, agencies consider us media, we're not actually uh media. Well, I'm not anyway. And, if anybody knows uh, all my stuff, and unless, like I said, I got a guest on, he hadn't said anything that we'd have to edit out. So this will be uh, unedited from start to finish. It's so they can't say, "Oh, you you did this and took that and manipulated this." No, that's why most all my stuff is unedited, unfiltered, and everything else, just raw. Right. Just just how that's you get it. Way. So. I, I do Especially know. with police and firemen, they know if you do something different with it. That ain't what I that's bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, they you know, I'm like, no, I'm not I, I've only had I only had really one interview that uh we did that it was like it ended up being like uh two or uh it was like a two hour interview, but we ended up being down to an hour, it was so much editing taken out of it. And it, it was because of, of another person that was in on the phone when we had to take stuff out that they were saying. And it was like, oh, my God. So I try not to do that again because editing uh, audio, it's it's not, if anybody don't know, it's not real fun. It's not like audio doing video where you can actually, you're actually, you know, using, you know, your time and all that stuff. And it's, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, I never tried. It sounds like I don't want to. No, you know, I'm. Editing audio is not funny. Doing it with the video attached is easy if you have video with it, but not. Right. And I'll tell you, Chief, I do know you, Chief. Uh, when you talk to him, tell him I appreciate it. Uh, I know you want to go eat with your family. I don't want to hold y'all up too long. I totally That's appreciate you coming on. I mean, you're my first life-saving hero that we know of on the podcast. I appreciate and it. I enjoyed it being here, and thank you for having me. And you're, I think... My my second, the second or third fireman I've had because it's the law enforcement podcast. So, but like I said, we're all first responders. It's just I'm the motor cop. Yeah. But go eat. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck. If you have any other good, funny stories that come up, you have my number. Uh, hell, <laughs> you know where the ice man lives at. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, more than welcome to come back on. Uh, do you have an iPhone? I do. All right. I will shoot you uh, the link to the uh, episode when I put it out in a little while. Great. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on. And y'all be safe. And uh, uh, like I said, appreciate it. And I'm sure the, the family with the goats appreciate it. I mean, I think it's cool. I'm an animal lover, even though I joke about it. Oh, yeah. And everybody else, be safe. Watch your back. Watch your partner's back. And remember to smile because the Iceman could always be behind you. <laughs>